Podcast 6.7 highlights the importance of Los Angeles' small and diverse business community within the growing construction industry, created by San Fernando Transit Constructors and named after the 6.7 miles of Van Nuys Boulevard on which the light rail transit will operate. This podcast will look at how the construction of the East San Fernando Valley Light Rail is an example of the opportunities out there for local construction contractors. Podcast 6.7 is created by experts in the industry, serving as primary contractors on the projects. The San Fernando Transit Constructors, a Skanska, Stacy, and Whitbeck joint venture. The East San Fernando Valley Light Rail Transit Project is an exciting new project for LA Metro in the Valley. The project is located in the heart of the San Fernando Valley and will incorporate complex construction elements to build a lasting addition to the culture of the region. It will add 11 new stations between the Metro G-Line Van Nuys Station and the Silmar San Fernando Metrolink Station. All stations will provide convenient customer interfaces and site connectivity, which will reflect Metro's system-wide, state-of-the-art design standards. Light rail service along Van Nuys Boulevard will improve access to key destinations while connecting transit users to the growing network in the San Fernando Valley. The East San Fernando Valley Light Rail Transit Project is divided into two segments. The southern segment, a 6.7 mile at grade alignment, includes 11 new transit stations and 10 traction power substations, plus a new maintenance and storage facility. Construction is anticipated to start on the southern segment in mid-2024. The northern segment is undergoing supplemental study to consider design options for the 2.5-mile segment located from San Fernando Road and Van Nuys Boulevard to Silmar and San Fernando Metro League Station. The study is anticipated for completion mid-2024. San Fernando Transit Constructors is working closely with Metro to ensure that this project successfully meets and exceeds its disadvantaged business enterprise goals by identifying and maximizing opportunities for qualified, small, minority, and women-owned firms, often referred to as DBEs. Included in the reference are small business enterprise SBEs, disabled veteran business enterprises, DVBEs, and local small business enterprises, LSBEs. This project provides a unique opportunity for community members and owners of small businesses in the project area. The DBE goals for Phase 1 of the East San Fernando Valley Light Rail Transit Project are 19.33%, and bid opportunities are opening soon. Today's guest will join us to talk about the DBE certification process and her experience becoming a key vendor on pre-construction activities on the East San Fernando Valley Light Rail Project. Welcome to Episode 1 of Podcast 6.7, where small business meets big opportunities, all aboard. I'm your host, Wendy Bracamontes. I am honored to introduce our first guest, Diana Laiseca, Senior Business Development Manager for Bess Utility, with offices in Hayward, Fresno, Ontario, and Sacramento. Bess recently graduated from the DBE certification program, and the company, represented by Diana, has become a model for the program, 
often approached by other small businesses for her advice and expertise. We'll hear firsthand the secret to Diana's success and how it's leading Best Utility in the right direction. Thank you for joining us, Diana, for making the trip down from Northern California. We appreciate you being here, IRL. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, of course. I'm Diana Laiseka, and my background is actually uh, market research. I have done a lot of um, interviews um, as a moderator with uh, his, the Hispanic population. So, and that is because it came out of curiosity, and it was so easy to transfer all those great skills when I was offered this marketing position uh, in the construction business. And as we know, uh, construction is or has historically been a male-dominated industry, what made you decide to join a, a business with the focus in construction? And I think it was the opportunity. It was the right opportunity. The owner of my company had um, uh, watched me. There was a project he was invited uh, for a focus group, and I was the moderator. And I think he was very impressed on all the information that I got for the client that he invited me for an interview. And honestly, I think he hired me because I was Peruvian and he was from Peru. And we always joke, you know, that oh, that was the reason why he hired me. And uh, I didn't think much about being dominated uh, by male industry because in my previous um, roles, I have dealt uh, with... Um, Bank of America, Coca-Cola, Kaiser Permanente, all of them were male, and I really didn't think much about it. But it really hit me on my first day at work that it was the first meeting, a pre-bid meeting with Caltrans, and Jose then, the owner and my boss, got sick, and he says, you know, it's your first day, but I'm sorry, you have to go alone. So I didn't even know where Caltrans was in Northern California, but I got to the office, and um, it was, a, as I said, a pre-bid meeting, so somebody from Beth needed to be there. And I walked in, and it hit me. There were 15 engineers and me. And I didn't even know what a potholing meant or a locating, and it was an, an eye-opening. So he certainly placed a lot of trust in you. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the, the company and what makes it special? Uh, yes, and I think if you are a small business um, owner, it, the trust just happens <laughs> because uh, he wore so many uh, hats and uh, he needed help and he couldn't be in all the places. He couldn't even get sick and that's what happened to a lot of the small business owners and he said, you know, hey, there you go, lady. You have to represent me. And um, I think when you are an entrepreneur and when you are an owner, you learn on the go. And if you don't trust and if you don't jump, you don't go further. That's my opinion. And I'm not a, uh, an entrepreneur, but um, I take risks. You did mention that best is growing. You started off in Northern California and now you are here in Southern California with Metro being the first project uh, that you are on, the, the East San Fernando Valley project. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the timeline for getting onto this Metro project? It was not easy. Um, I attended several pre-bid meetings and it took me... Um, almost two years and a little bit more to 
get this project, uh, to be in the radar of the PMs, it took me another, uh, it took me over a year. And I knew, and I have talked to so many people, um, and I have presented many different bids. Uh, for Metro, you need to fill out a lot of paperwork. And it's not just what is your name type of question. It's how much money you are making, what type of certifications you have, insurance. It is a lot. And you have to do it for every single project. So we are a small company, as I mentioned. We wear different hats. This is a time-consuming task. Best is blessed that um, they have a marketing person like me there that I will take care of this task. Um, and it took a lot of uh, learning, calling. And um, as uh, everything, I am a huge of networking, right? And I mentioned that knowing the right person is the one thing that helped me. And that's when I met Theresa and that I made her my advocate. And uh, I, every company is going to tell you, we are good, we do a good job. The only thing I wanted is give me the chance so I can show you that I can good, uh, do a good job. And that's what this project meant. And we were awarded the project, but after, I would say, another year, we just went to the field last week. So it is a progressive um, task, but for us, it's worth it because we have our foot in the door and we are going to do a great job and we are going to work with Skanska again. That's awesome. Um, but yes, I wanted to make sure that I congratulated you uh, because I know that Bess recently graduated from the DBE program and I understand that Bess is continuing to grow um, and you do have plans to move outside of California as well. Um, do you have any other advice for small businesses that are no longer considered small? Uh, we think we are still small, but kind of medium. And I'll take the congratulations, but it was uh, graduating for the program was scary. Uh, why, right? We, um, we were safe. Uh, we were DBE, we were union. It was a, a, a big safe net. Uh, leaving the program meant that now we are going to compete with these big other companies like Acom, BKF. You know, they are no quarters. They cannot call us. And I really personal, uh, personally did a tiny market research calling all my clients, you know, what are the advantages, what are the disadvantages. And at the end, is the perspective, yes, this is positive. That's the idea of DBE. The idea of DBE was to prepare us to make this amount of money because in order to qualify uh, or disqualify, we already went to the ceiling of all <clears throat> the money that we can make, we passed that ceiling. Congratulations, right? Uh, let's see the positive side and we're going to move. And what we took out of the DBE program for all these years is that they know our brand. 
they know we deliver. And we have had companies that even though they have now quarters for DBE, they know that we perform and they have called us. They are getting their DVD quarter, but Bess is still part of the team. So as I said, it was scary and we are navigating through it and we are doing fine. So just jump in. That would be my advice. When you say DBE, you're talking about the Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Certification. Um, what benefits did that bring to the company, that oh. certification? Oh, many, 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 because these big primes, uh, they need to have a certain quota. They need to work with people like us, small companies, uh, because the federal uh, government is giving them the money. So they, uh, they need to give us the opportunity of being part of this uh, team. And when you are part of a big team, you can learn. You know, people can train you. And um, you, you are safe, as I said. You get these invitations, you qualify, you do the, the project. You don't have that guarantee when you are going to go and bid with everybody out there in the market. That was the biggest, uh, the biggest advantage. The biggest advantage was the opportunity of working with companies. The other, and the biggest, the second biggest advantages that I took was learning. Because this program trains you. This program teaches you. This program gives you resources. This program is your best partner if you know how to use it. Do you have any advice for companies that are thinking about going through certification? Just don't think about it. Just fill out. It's painful. Fill out all the paperwork. Talk to the people that um, you need to talk to. There are several companies. CPM is one of them that will hold your hand and um, help you with all the forms and all um, the paperwork that needs to be filled out um, and just do it. Do it and get the certificate and be active. Just don't sit on your chair thinking now everybody's going to call me so I can fill out that quarters. No, you need to be proactive. You need to be out there. You need to be participating in those pre-bid meetings. The pre-bid meetings are uh, the mandatory meetings that the primes are asked to put out there for companies like us, small, so we know what is happening. So go there, put your name, and um, my tip is, if you're in a meeting, three people have as a goal, saying hi and introducing yourself to three primes. If you do that and then follow up, you are done with your day. So you were referring to CPM Logistics? Yes. Okay. So CPM Logistics is another company that is working with Skanska on the East San Fernando Valley project. They are um, disadvantaged business enterprise coordinators that are based out of Northern California. So if any companies are looking for um, that guidance through the certification process, they can definitely reach out to them. Um, you also and, mentioned and to add to add to that, mm -hmm. it, it was not only the certification process that will help you, but the networking. Because um, I was in that networking events that they had 
all these primes and all these tables. And I went to Abigail, that is the president of CPM, and I said, you know what, that's Skanska. I just, I have talked to like 10 people at Skanska. I want you to introduce me to Skanska. And she walked me through and introduced me to Theresa. So it came from Abigail that told Theresa, this is Diana, she's trying to get to talk to somebody. So that was gold. Because if I would have gone by myself, Theresa had a thousand people that went and knocked, uh, that went to the table. So that's what I'm telling you. If you, you have to be proactive, you have to be there, and you have to be different, how people are going to remember you. So I didn't allow Theresa to forget me. That's when I call, send the email, I got this opportunity, how do I, I'm doing with this? I will CC her with all the paperwork that I sent to Skanska. So one of the tips that I keep hearing for small businesses um, in various events, they always tell you to prepare an elevator speech. Would you please give us Bess's elevator speech? I don't even think as an elevator speech. It's built in me. And I will introduce myself uh, in any event, basic and simple. Uh, this is how it goes. I'm Diana Laiseka. I am with Best Test Lab, Aka Best Utility Solutions. We are an underground utility service company that offers locating, portholing, CCTV inspections, mapping, and traffic control. And we are a small business and a minority business owned. That simple. Thank you. Now, you have an awesome reputation in the disadvantaged business enterprise community as being a great networker. Before I met you, I knew you and I heard about a lot about you. Um, what would you say to someone who post-pandemic struggles uh, at in-person DBE outreach events making a connection with people that they don't know? First, don't be afraid and don't um, be scared of being embarrassed. My uh, rule is very simple. Uh, I have a goal every time that I go to a networking event to talk to three people and to ask questions if there's a speaker presenting. And I do my introduction to three people, give them my card, and ask my three questions to the speaker. And when I ask my questions to the speaker, I introduce myself every time with the same speech elevator. I'm Diana Laiseka. I'm with Best uh, Test Lab, Aka Best Utility Solutions. We are an underground utility services that uh, does locating, portholing, CCTV, mapping, and uh, traffic control. And we are a small business and a minority business owned. And comes my question. So you mentioned that you ask three questions. Is that three specific questions or is it just referring to the number or are you talking about the types of questions that you want to ask? That is a great clarification. I always ask three smart questions. If I have a speaker, I am focused on what he's saying and I'm going to follow up on the speech that he's presenting. So he knows that I'm engaging and it's not like I just want to uh, voice my voice, you know, and, and be present. 
definitely is related to, um, to the topic. And when I say to introduce myself to different people, I usually, before I go to a meeting, I know which primes are going to be there. And I want to talk to them. So I have done my research. I have gone to LinkedIn. I have known the name of the person, what the company does. And then, of course, I have a very smart question. And it's not only always asking for business. I never do that. And I offer always help. Is there anything my company can do for you? Is there anything I can do for you? By the way, I'm bilingual. If you have any problems with uh, translating any documents, I love doing that. I always offer something. And they will remember you because uh, people that are in these big events, they are tired of being asked for business. So do something different. But the secret, secret that I do, it's follow-up. We live in a world that we want to see results now. I don't follow up one. My rule, I have several rules, is to follow up seven times, and I do. And it's not like seven times every minute. I follow up with an email. I follow up with a document. I follow up with a tiny video. I follow up. I was going to ask if you meant phone calls only or emails, or does it all? It's a mixed. And it's a mix, and I have a calendar, and I know what I have sent each day, and you will hear from me, definitely. And people will remember you. Vamos a hablar un poquito en español. Encantada. <laughs> um, ha comentado que es bilingüe, que tiene acento. Um, durante su carrera, ¿ser bilingüe le ha ayudado o ha sido alguna vez un desafío para usted personalmente? Positivo. ¿Será que eh, la forma en que yo pienso es siempre positiva? Yo Personalmente pienso que ser bilingüe no solamente es hablar un segundo idioma, es hablarlo y es escribirlo. Y es lo que le digo a mi hijo. Aquí en California, 80% de la gente habla el español. Yo quiero que lo hables y que lo escribas. ¿Te acuerdas que te digo que tienes que ser diferente? Pero la gran diferencia la de escribir y leer es el valor cultural. El valor cultural de saber lo que es la cultura latina. Porque si tú lo hablas, lo escribes y sabes la cultura, estás adelante. Todo en la vida tiene algo positivo y negativo. La cultura latina tiene lo positivo y lo negativo. La cultura algoroamericana, lo positivo y lo negativo. Y yo lo que pienso es... Qué bendición que yo vivo en estos dos mundos. Lo que yo voy a hacer es sacar lo positivo de lo hispano y lo positivo de la cultura americana. Y es así como yo he sacado provecho. Y uh, he sacado provecho de saber el idioma, porque entonces me puedo relacionar con la gente de manera diferente. La mayoría de los trabajadores en la compañía hablan español. Puedo mandarles una nota en español, puedo saludarlos por sus cumpleaños en español. El cumpleaños es súper importante en nuestra cultura. Y puedo ofrecerles mi ayuda cuando a veces um, no saben eh, cómo leer una forma o cómo interpretarla. Definitivamente positivo, definitivamente positivo. 
y habló de la ayuda que usted le ofrece a los trabajadores. Um, ¿Tiene algún consejo o tiene recursos para el, el propietario de un negocio en el valle? Um, Ella, yo te puedo decir en el valle, en Northern California, en cual, eh, eh, aplica, aplica para los dos. Um, miedo y pena es lo que nos detiene. Pensamos que no hablamos el idioma bien y tenemos miedo de preguntar o de cometer errores. Mi consejo es que sepas, si tienes una, una empresa, lo que tienes que saber es estimar tus números, lo que vas a ganar, lo que vas a cobrar y luego lo que te vas a comunicar. Yo te voy a decir, todos los números no tienen idioma, es en español o en inglés, es el mismo número. Como haces tus cuentas, como sumaste en, en Latinoamérica, en, en México, en Perú, en Sudamérica, es exactamente igual, llegas al mismo número. Ten esa certeza de que si tú sabes manejar tus números, tienes un punto. Y luego, si tú no crees que te puedas comunicar bien en español, ten un partner que pueda comunicarse porque comunicación es importantísimo. Tú tienes esos dos logros en tu compañía y estás arriba. Y el otro consejo es, no necesitas saber todo. Para eso creas un equipo. Y así es como te defiendes. Y yo creo que lo que diferencia ves es que tenemos un equipo tan diversificado y que no tenemos pena de pedir ayuda. Y usa los resources que te dan como compañía pequeña, porque hay muchos y están a la mano. Espero haber podido contestar tu pregunta. Di tres consejos en vez de dos. Diana, thank you so much for joining us as the first guest of our podcast. Um, you have a lot of great um, tips and advice for all groups whether it's small businesses or women who are looking to get into construction or even the Hispanic community, everybody can benefit from listening to you. And I appreciate your time. And Thank everything you. That you've My done. pleasure. Thanks for the invite. You have been listening to Podcast 6.7, a project of the San Fernando Transit Constructors, a joint venture of Skanska, Stacy and Whitbeck, and ACOM, an equal opportunity, affirmative action employer, and EEO, AA, vet, disability, employer. Each episode will provide insight into the DBE process from pre-certification to graduation through business success. Visit our website at sftcjv.com. And while you're there, sign up for updates and news of upcoming events and opportunities. Join us next time on Podcast 6.7, where small business meets big opportunities. All aboard.